Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Now, it feels like it happened decades ago, given all we've gone through the past couple of months. But at the beginning of February, I got the chance to do my first play-by-play call at the collegiate level. I got to go to the National Indoors for the Division I men and women to call those events. And one of the teams that was featured prominently on our show courts at the Division I women's event was the eventual champions, the number one seeded UNC Tar Heels, who were undefeated throughout the 2020 season before it got canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic and you know just a little further insight for some of you who may not know when you do the play-by-play call you're usually on a show court calling that court's action predominantly while commenting on the other matches going on throughout the dual match format Uh, but that means I saw a lot of no exclusively number one singles action on my stadium court and the player who I saw perhaps more frequently than any other player throughout the tournament was UNC number one singles player Alexa Graham and I am thrilled to say that she's our guest on today's Cracked Interviews podcast and Alexa had a special season in 2020 one of the few players in the Division One women's game to be named an All-American in both singles and doubles and it takes so much work to accomplish just that especially you know for her given how incredibly talented that UNC lineup was it was her Sarah Davitella and uh, you know Jesse Annie and you know you can go on and on and on who am I forgetting Cam Moore McKenna Jones, Ali Sanford. I just named all six of their starters, and they were all top 50 players at some point in their careers. That speaks to how special that team was this season. And so I asked Alexa about the season that they were with. Uh, you know, for her team, they had won the national indoors before, but last year they lost in the semifinals of the NCAAs in a close match. You know, this year uh, they looked to be the favorite, and they certainly played the part at the national indoors, winning the event in dominant form. They just looked so good. Uh, And so, you know, I talked to Alexa, given, you know, how promising the season was, uh, given that the NCAA as well extended an extra year of eligibility to all those spring sport athletes who had their senior seasons wiped away by the coronavirus pandemic. I asked her just straight up candidly, is the incentive to go back high enough to where her and her fellow seniors for UNC would consider running it back for hopefully a 2021 season, assuming we get it at this point? Um, And I don't want to reveal her answer, but I'll say this. You you uh, Cracked fans, you college tennis fans will certainly want to hear it. It's a really fun podcast. Of course, we talk about how she got into the game of tennis and so much more. But before we get to my interview with Alexa, I have to let all of you know that these podcasts are made possible by our friends at Midwest Sports. And for more than 20 years, Midwest Sports has served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers. They offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few 
retailers can match. They also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of tennis equipment online filling. There are over 40,000 square foot tennis warehouse. Can you imagine 40,000 square feet of just tennis goods? That sounds like paradise to me. And they have tens of thousands of products available for shipping from them to your homes. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. Their well-trained staff are intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect pair of tennis clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their equipment is consistently first to the market, and they pride themselves in stocking their tennis warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. You're wondering, how can I find all of it? Well, it's easy. You go to their website, MidwestSports.com. You're going to find something you like, whether it's their Bablot, their Wilson, their Asics, their Head. I mean, they've got the gear you're looking for. You're going to find your gear. You're going to want to order it, but then you're going to think, huh, I'd like to save some money. Well, I can tell you how. You're going to use our promo code CR15 to get 15% off all of your orders, free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75, and they're also going to throw in a free can of tennis balls if you use that promo code again, CR15. There are restrictions that do apply, but overall, you want to go to MidwestSports.com, use our promo code CR15. It is your one-stop shop for all of your tennis needs. All right, with that being said, let's get to my interview with singles and doubles All-American during the 2020 season, UNC's Alexa Graham. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast today, she became just the third North Carolina Tar Heel in the program's history to earn three-time All-American doubles honors, now a five-time All-American, the 2019 ITA All-American finalist, number three in singles and four in doubles when this season came to an end, and perhaps most impressively, a member of UNC's Student Athlete Advisory Council, Alexa Graham. Alexa, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Oh, no complaints. It's another day in paradise, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I imagine I'm doing a little worse than you, though, because a couple days ago, the news comes out. Second year in a row, you are both a singles and doubles All-American. That's got to be a pretty good feeling. Yeah, um, it was really exciting, and it was something really cool and exciting to get our team talking again and kind of lift things up during uh, these tough times. Yeah, no, without question. And I, I obviously do want to ask you about the tough times. But for you, I guess, knowing that the 2020 season isn't going to be finished, does this All-American provide any sort of comfort to you, you know, to know an acknowledgement, I guess, of how good you and your team were at the start of this year? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does. If I had to choose, I would have rather none of us have been all Americans and we would have finished the season and what could have been. But I mean, given the situation, um, we're all really excited and I'm really proud of Sarah and Cam as well for getting the honors. 
Yeah, no, it was an incredible season that you guys were uh, partaking in, and I, I know I want to ask you about that as well, but let's start with the gloomy stuff first. I know you guys were on spring break, I believe in the Bahamas, when you found out the season was canceled. You know, Give us a little behind the screen of how did you find out, and what was that experience like for you and your teammates, particularly for you being a senior? Yeah, um, so the day before everything got canceled, I remember I think Harvard was the only one who wasn't sending athletes to um, the national championships for track, I think it was. And we were like, okay, it's Harvard. Like, they're an Ivy. They're doing their own thing. And then the next day, I remember we're in the pool, and we all have our phone in our hands. And slowly, like, everything starts getting canceled. Like, the SEC is getting canceled. The basketball tournament's getting canceled. And we started that morning saying to ourselves, like, there's no way this situation is that bad right now that they're going to cancel all athletics to all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. It's all over. And I mean, I think by the time they had officially canceled the ACC, we were all like back in our rooms getting ready for dinner. So we weren't together. But once we got to dinner, we were all pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine. What was the scramble like trying to get home from the Bahamas? Was there panic, you know, those final moments on campus before you're getting home? What does that look like? Well, we were worried we weren't going to get to the Bahamas at first because some schools had already started canceling trips. Um, Our soccer soccer team's uh, Europe trip got canceled. But we're like, okay, they're letting us go. Like, we should be fine. And... Then all of a sudden it becomes an issue of, well, are they going to let us back into the country? But they did. We were fine. Um, We connected through Atlanta, which was pretty busy because everyone was trying to get home. Um, And then slowly within the next few days, pretty much everyone started leaving campus. I mean, it was after spring break, so all the students still had to come back from spring break and then try to get everything together to go home. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how stressful all of that much must be. And, you know, for you as a senior in that moment, is it more frustration that you're just, you know, it's circumstances out of your control? Is it sadness? What are what are the feelings you're going through in that moment? I mean, yeah, we were we were devastated. Me, Sarah, and McKenna, I mean, we we had talked about our senior season from since our freshman season and just like you think of a lot of ways it could end. You think of maybe winning the national championship, maybe losing it, but like this is the last thing you'd ever expect to happen. So just expecting to have that last, I think it would be like two months and like we weren't even ready to have college tennis. And then just to have it like ripped from you was just so devastating. So we were pretty bummed. (laughs) Yeah, no, again, and from here, the questions go uphill, I promise. We'll get out of the gloomy okay. mood. Uh, because uh, I know, you know, you have been asked about this in an interview you did. Uh, the NCA a couple of weeks later, makes that choice to afford an extra year of eligibility to all spring sport athletes. And you have said, I think the quote is, there's always going to be jobs and there's always going to be a pro tour. Nothing has ever made me happier than playing college tennis, so everything else can wait. I don't know if you formally made the announcement, but I guess – the two-part question is, A, when you found out that you were going to have that option available to you, you know, what was your reaction? And then, two, you know, have you made a decision about whether you will come back or not? 
Yeah, well, when we were still in the Bahamas, I think it was the day after everything got canceled, the NCAA put out a tweet or like a statement or something that basically said we're giving all spring sport athletes an extra year of eligibility. So in that moment, Sarah McKenna and I were like, well, if we all go back, we're going back. Like, we're going to do this as a group. Like, we started together. We got to end it together. So from that point on, we had planned on coming back. Um, And then it got, like, into a gray area where, like, well, the NCAA hasn't made an official decision. And then after the NCAA makes a decision, uh, the ACC has to make one, and then they have to figure out the money. But as of recently, um, the ACC approved the extra year of eligibility, and UNC approved the scholarships for returning seniors. And we just feel so lucky to be able to come back and have another chance to finish our college tennis careers properly. So can I put in the breaking new sound effect? All three of you are going to come back? Yes, all three of us will be returning. Oh, I will take that as a college tennis fan. That is excellent news because <laughs> obviously uh, you guys were off to a fantastic start to your season. Uh, you were 18-0 and as a team, and you had won the national indoors. And, you know, I'm curious for you because you've been top 500 in the world, uh, WTA. You, uh, you know, you're playing at the top of the college game. In terms of making the decision to come back, to put off college tennis a little bit longer, you know what do you think college tennis still has to offer you tennis wise or you know in terms of making this decision is it more of a you know a personal decision just that you you want to go back and be a Tar Heel one more year um I mean that for sure like Mm -hmm. I I've said all season like gosh like I'd give my right arm to have another year at this and like obviously I never expected the opportunity but Mm um I mean I love the the school I love my team like I love playing college tennis and honestly I don't think I've I've been top 500 in the world I play pro tennis over the summer and I mean I played in the Pan American Games last summer and it wasn't the kind of thing where I find the levels so tremendously different that I'm really losing something from playing college tennis you know I'm getting more match experience than I'm gonna get anywhere else you know you're playing matches three times a week during season um I'm practicing with girls who are at my level which is so hard to find other places unless you're in like a big academy so I mean I don't think I'm losing anything by returning for an extra year of college tennis you sort of alluded to it there, but in terms of, and by the way, nice humble brag with the Pan American Games drop, um, <laughs> but you know, for you, in terms of the level of college tennis, you were playing one this year, but on your team in particular, you have you know three, four, maybe even five other teammates who could be playing one singles at so many other schools. How does the level of competition you are getting from college tennis compare to you know the pro circuit events that you've played? Yeah, um, honestly, like, they're they're pretty similar like i mean i'm not playing like big wta events or anything but um between the matches i'm playing in dual matches and just practice like my coach has said time and time again we probably have seven players that could play on court one on a top 20 team and i mean you can't even put seven players in a lineup so that means one of those players aren't in the lineup so it's just between the competition i'm getting in practice and in the matches it's just so unbelievable and it makes me happy to be there and play every day with my best friends. So it's not something I was ready to leave. 
Yeah. How how high quality is that level of competition in practice? How heated do things get? Because I imagine, I mean, you're all so good. I imagine the level of competition must be high. Yeah, it definitely is. And um, that's how we like it. That's how my coach wants it to be. He's like, look, either you're pushing each other to get better or no one's getting better. So, like, you better go out there and fight for every point and try in every point because that's the only way your teammates are going to get better. Yeah. Uh, is it different for you at all now being the senior, you know, you, Sarah, McKenna, you know, the senior leaders? How has your role on the cha- on the team changed? You know, what different things were you doing this year that maybe you weren't in the past? Um, I mean, there's a lot of little things with, like, you pick the uniforms, you pick the clothes, like, all the little logistics are now your decision. But it's just the kind of thing where, like, I remember when I first got here as a freshman and sophomore, I had great leadership on the team. You know, um, the the junior class my freshman year of, like, Maggie, Marika, and Cass, like, they did such a good job of setting, like, standards and what's expected of us and also being, like, fun and, like, being our friends and being there for us. So it's, I guess, the kind of thing we've tried to balance as well, and I don't think we've done as good a job as them. I don't think anyone could. They did amazing, but – um, it's, it's different to have people coming to you and asking for your opinion and your advice. And it's just, I don't know. It's been, it's been cool. It was exciting. Is it more or less fun than being the careless freshman? Um, I think more fun for sure. <laughs> I get to like share my experience, like what I've, I've been in all their situations, like what I did then, what I would do differently. So it's been great. I also imagine the amount of like the being part of the UNC program, the gear you get to pick from, like the selection must just be incredible. Yeah. Um, we were lucky. We had, we got to get a lot of stuff this year and sometimes we're able to get some Jordan stuff in there too. So (laughs) it's really, it's really cool. We're really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. As a former Michigan guy, the Jordan uh, gear is where it's all at. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I completely agree with you there. Um, you know, I, let's talk about your 2020 team because again, 18 and 0, um, you guys had won the national indoor tournament, and it's not as though you had played on bad teams your previous three years. You know, you guys had made quarterfinals or better. You guys had won a national indoor title your sophomore year. But how special was this year's roster? I know I, I got to do the play-by-play call at uh, the national indoors. There's a little humble brag from me, and just <laughs> watching you guys play, it, you seemed like a special group. Yeah, I mean, we felt we felt like a special group. Um, we. We were certainly a deep team, and I just feel like once we started our season, you know, before the season, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Like, how how is this going to, like, shape out? Like, what what is it going to be like when we're in the middle of matches? And we played our first few matches, and we started one of our first weekends. We played Vanderbilt and Michigan in the same weekend, and I think that was really good for us because, yes, they were tough matches, but we prevailed we did really well versus both those teams and that was leading into indoors and I think at indoors like that's kind of where we found our identity you know like we got stronger with every match and everyone was sharp everyone was playing well and we kind of like found our identity there and we were like gosh like we could do this like we could win the national championship in May. Mm-hmm. And for you this year, you'd played, you know, four, three, two, but to step up into the number one position, what was that transition like uh, for you? Um, 
I mean, it's exciting to play on court one. Um, and I'm sure it's something everyone on our team wants to do. That's another thing our coach says, like everyone should want to play number one because that's the only way we're pushing our, each other to get better. Um, but in the end of the day, when you're on the court, like I'm not thinking about where I'm playing. I'm not thinking about what position. I just want to play my best and play wherever coach puts me and help my team as best I can. Yeah, and I would say you did a pretty good job <laughs> of that. And, you know, uh, for you to go back to the National Indoors, and I think you've made the National Indoor Finals all four, year, but four years, but for you guys in particular, uh, I actually want to start with the semifinal match where you guys played Duke because, again, I was on the call for that match, and I was, you know, we, the call is on court one. And in that match, I mean, with all due respect, Kelly had you, right? That She probably oh, yeah, was she, going to she win She had that. match point. Yeah, and then the match finished, and I remember there was just a smile, a laugh between the two of you. What was that exchange like? Yeah, well, Kelly and I are actually really good friends. We met at a tournament where we were roommates to, like, split the hotel costs one summer, and we've just been really good friends ever since. And it was funny because I think both matches before that, she was within a few points of winning when one of her teammates clinched, and she had just told me that the night before. And so I remember the point before match point, we played such a long point. And then I went back, got my towel, and I think Scotty clinched. Uh, someone on my team clinched, and I just walked in the net, and I was like, you're having a bad week with timing, aren't you? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing, like, I'm sure she was, like, a little salty about it, but we laughed it off. No, it was hilarious. I was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it in your face. I, I'm not going to accuse you of stalling because that's too far, but there was definitely some slowness to the towel in that 12th yeah. game. Oh, I knew once I realized that court four was getting close to the end, I knew I had to take it a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just, that's good, clean living. That's being a senior on the job. Um, but, you know, for you, because that next match, obviously, against UCLA, you got to clinch the championship winning match and just what is a moment like that like? I, how does that compare to anything else you've done in your tennis career? Um, I mean, whether I was clinching or one of my teammates, it's just an exciting moment. It's like the moment that you just won a national championship. Um, so, I mean, I was excited. Obviously, it like it feels different because you're excited you won the point, you won a match, and then you won a national championship. But, I mean, I think if anyone would have clinched, it would have been just as exciting yeah i know i'm sure that's true and for you to get to play next to sarah all year and to play doubles with her as well is that fun oh yes i think if you if you ever watched sarah and i play a doubles match you would think like we're not even trying because i think we just have so much fun with it together and that's why we've been so successful because neither of us are going to claim to be like doubles gurus i mean i think coach took two good baseliners put us on the court and then we've we've done pretty well in doubles you know even at the net and stuff but i mean she i just love her attitude she's always happy on court she's always got that next point mentality she always says you're either winning or you're learning and it's just it's so fun to play next to her 
Yeah, no, I mean, again, you guys were winning a lot, so I'm sure it's easy to stay positive. But, yeah, the, just the amount of smiles. And I would say, you know, you go big. Sarah's the bump lob she can drop in. It was just the most impressive <laughs> display. Like, everything's either at the feet or it's a bump lob or, you know, a lob yeah. over the head. And it's just it, it's so <laughs> impressive. So it, it's a really fun combo. And, you know, uh, you, you sort of mentioned this uh, earlier, and obviously it factored into your decision to come back. But for you, for McKenna, for Sarah, as the three three seniors um you know what did the success you guys were having mean to you all this season what does it say about the work you've put into this UNC program um I mean obviously we were thrilled we were having a great season but I don't think whether we were we weren't I don't think that like overlooks like you said the work we've put into this program I mean all three of us for all four years have just lived and breathed the UNC women's tennis team like it's been everything to us we work so hard we've all always wanted what's best for the team done what's best for the team and I think we're all just super thrilled to have another year to do that yeah uh, I think that's fair. And this is the question that you might swear at me for. But, you know, I, I, it's easy to say trust the process, and it's about the process. It's not the result. But 18-0, you know, that Florida State match was a thriller, but you got through that. And there was a legitimate possibility that you guys could go undefeated, run the table, and certainly bring home the first national championship in program history. Um how much of the, you know that central factor bringing home the first championship in program history how much does that concept factor into the three of you deciding to come back um i would say pretty big cuz i mean personally like i know if all three of us come back this was probably our best year at least since i've been at carolina our best chance of of winning the ncaa title and I know if all three of us come back, we have that same team plus some incredible recruits. So, I mean, we only, obviously we have to all keep working and still bring it during season, but it's only helping our chances to bring it home to Chapel Hill. And obviously we all want that. (laughs) Yeah. Would it feel any less special if you didn't get to go through Stanford on the way to a title? (laughs) I, I don't know. Like, Part of us really wants to just beat Stanford, but at the same time, they've stopped our NCAA run all three years, so maybe it'd be best if we're on the other side of the draw. (laughs) No, it felt like they were ducking you at the national indoors. I think that UCLA match, they didn't want any part of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, it it was a spectacular season. Again, that's why it's so exciting, and I'm sure college tennis fans will be thrilled to hear that the three of you are coming back. I'm curious for you personally, because as I mentioned at the top, you were a finalist at the ITA All-American this year. I think your two losses in the fall were to Ashley Leahy, who uh, <laughs> ran the you know the table uh, this past fall. You know, it's funny. I'm just going to say this. I brought up that same because I interviewed her earlier today. She also laughed. So there might be a question there that I'm just going to let slide. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, for you in particular, not to say that you weren't as successful your first three years, but what was clicking so well for you this season? And how are you feeling about the state of your game? Um. I mean, it, I honestly think it was just, like, um, more my men- my mentality was better. Um, my first two years, especially your first year, like, coming in as a freshman, I was doing so well on the professional tour, but I have, I was homeschooled in high school. I have no idea what college is about to throw at me. And then, so, when you incorporate 
uh, classes, team practices, you're trying to do individuals, you have team workouts, and now you're trying to balance it all, and, like, somewhere in there you get injured. It It's a lot for me when I had never really had any of that in high school. You know, I was homeschooled. I had my private coaches. I did private fitness sessions. I had tutors helping me with school, and everything was a lot easier then. But then to kind of, like, get to college and have to grow up and go through that like I think it was just a lot of maturing and a lot of like mentally being able to like really put it all together yeah no absolutely and I'm curious you know for you you saw you brought it up there I know you almost you know I'm pretty sure and correct me if I'm wrong how close were you to not going to UNC to just going directly to the pros um I mean, pretty close. It's what a lot of my coaches wanted. It's what the owner of my private club wanted. Um, it's something my mom could have gotten on board with, but my dad was just like, no, it's not happening. You're going to college. And I was going to go in the January semester at first, and all my friends from home are getting ready for college in the summer, and my parents look at me, and they're like, are you sure you don't want to go this fall? And I was like, no, I'm not sure. And we called Brian up. He got me admitted into the fall. And I'm so happy it all happened that I became a Tar Heel because it has literally been the best thing that's ever happened to me. So you mentioned that in terms of, because I'm sure you have professional tennis aspirations, but the off-court development you're able to do, you know, by going to college, just becoming a more well-rounded person, not to say you weren't before, but how valuable is that experience just getting to be a college student for four years as you get ready for, you know, the loneliness really that comes about on the professional tour? Oh, it's I think it was so crucial to my development and my growth as a person. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't really do my own laundry before I got to college. I didn't cook. Like, I didn't do much for myself. You know, I lived with my family in Long Island, New York. Like, things were just done for me. And then you get to college and, like, mom and dad aren't there to help you. No one's there to tell you how to navigate things. And you're staying up late. You're doing homework. You're figuring it out. And I... Honestly, I'm a different person completely now than when I got to college, and I'm so thankful that I came and I learned and I grew because it was so impactful for my life. Was it always going to be UNC if you were going to go to college at all? Uh, yeah, they were. I only visited two schools. I talked to three. I talked to Princeton, Duke, and UNC. I visited Duke and UNC. Um, it was really close to Duke, but. Ultimately, in the end, once it was UNC, it was UNC. Yeah, I, I, I got to go on a right when I was visiting colleges. You go to both, and, you know, the campus for Duke is beautiful, but Chapel Hill's a college town. It's got to be one yeah. of the best places. Chapel Hill's different. Like, they, a lot of the student-athletes say, like, there's something about Chapel Hill. You, like, walk onto that campus, and a switch just flips like there's something in the air there that whether it's raining it's good weather there's just something special about being there yeah and i mentioned earlier again you're part of the student athlete advisory council why is that something that's important for you to participate in um i mean it's just something outside of tennis that gives me another another leadership role another responsibility and I've been on it for two years now, and I've really enjoyed it, and I hope I get to do another year next year. 
Yeah, no, I, it's an extra term. They'll put in a constitutional amendment. You're allowed yeah. that third term, that super uh, senior term. But, you know, I, I'm curious, again, because the UNC tennis program, both the men and the women, have been so successful over these past five years. How competitive does it get between the two teams? How competitive? Um, I mean, like, it is a little competitive, but we're also both we're really close, both of our teams. Um, our class especially, like, from freshman year in the dorms like we started it with those boys and um we're gonna end it with them i think some of them are thinking about coming back so we're we've just been really lucky to have been so close with that team they're such a good group of guys and obviously they've been successful too so yeah i mean i I would have sent the text of oh only a finalist like that's cute um, but, you know, this is what a champion looks like. Uh, no, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm sure. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't have said that. Um, but, you know, I'm curious for you guys. Sorry, our dog is home. That's him in the background. But um, f- for uh, your your program in general, to be at a program that's clearly as committed to tennis as UNC is, to have a successful guys team to go along with, you know, how great you all have been over these past five years as well, how helpful is that to just the atmosphere or surrounding the tennis programs um it's super helpful i mean you show up to practice and if one of your teammates aren't doing extra work one of the guys are or if i run into the tennis center early to pick something up like the guys are working out or doing something you see them in the gym and we're working hard they're working hard we both want each other's teams to do super well and i think it's just it's a good environment to be training in yeah, I, I mean, clearly the results speak for themselves. Uh, last UNC-related question, then I want to have some fun with a rapid fire down the home stretch. But uh, for you now, uh, you, Sarah McKenna, coming back, you guys are going to have a chance to just assault the UNC women's tennis record books. Is that something that will be in the back of your mind next year? Because I feel like you're you're <laughs> on the path to wins leader. Um, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I knew I was getting close, but I didn't. I didn't think I'd still be able to do it next year. Um, I'm pretty sure Haley is just has just taken over every record, and yeah, rightfully so. She just dominated all four years of college tennis. Um, but I don't think we're we're not really thinking about the records we could break. We just want to really do well as a team. Yeah. No. The one record is that national title. I'm sure. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that will be fun. Well, uh, with that being said, I want to do one last thing before we go. It's a rapid-fire series of questions, just so we can learn a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your teammates. That sound good to you? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Westoff, give me a rapid-fire sound effect. So let's start here. Um, for, you know, we're all in quarantine right now, and I'm curious for you, uh, what is your newest quarantine hobby? Oh, um... Watching Impractical Jokers. <laughs> I watch like eight hours a day. It's it's funny, and I still haven't seen every episode. So it's a great show. I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, it's always worth a laugh. It's one of those. It might be the only show on True TV, but like you always leave it on. <laughs> yeah, and they're New Yorkers too, so they're good guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you can really, that's, that's really funny. I, I am also going through an impractical jokers phase, so it must be an Alex thing. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, you know, for you, uh, in terms of what is the worst quarantine purchase you've made? The worst quarantine purchase, um, textbooks for summer school. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that's fair for me. I, 
I bought like there was this buy two get the third bag of Reese's for a dollar off, but if you bought four, the fifth was free. And <laughs> I know for a fact over the past month I ate all five bags. And Nate, it's just, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's atrocious. Um, how about uh, for you? I'm actually curious. I guess this is a serious one, but how serious are you right now with your own training? How much of a factor is tennis in your life? Or are you taking a break from it all? Uh, no, I'm not taking a break. I mean, these last few days I've had a lot of finals, so I've been taking like a little bit of a break. I gotta get my my schoolwork in. But um, when I was still in North Carolina. I was still able to train, and here in Garden City, there's a few local courts open, and my coach can come practice with me here, so I'm I'm still playing. Yeah. Are you and your teammates all staying in contact as well? Yeah, we have weekly Zoom chats, and you know we have our Snap group and our text group chat, so we're we're in contact. I feel like 12 is right on the borderline number for when a Zoom gets chaotic. Yeah. Um, it does, especially when we all start messing with the, uh, the virtual backgrounds and we're putting embarrassing <laughs> pictures of each other, but my coach is trying to tell us something serious. So we're, it's getting a little chaotic. Yeah, Brian gets the invite onto the zoom. Yeah, we do one without him where it's just girls <laughs> and then we do, it's okay. He knows he, he supports yeah. it. And then we do one with our coaches and our training staff as well. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that sounds like a good time uh, for yeah. sure. Um, well, then on the theme of your teammates, let's switch gears here. In terms of all, you know, all of the teammates you've had during your time at UNC, I'm going to ask some questions about them. Who was your favorite practice partner? My favorite practice partner, Sarah, for sure. Just because she doesn't miss? Um, That and we will go cross court and I'll make her hit as hard as she can at me because she's so good at it. And I'll try to hit as hard as I can back. And it, I'm working at the end of the rally so hard I'm dead. And she's just chilling. She's like, let's do it again. <laughs> so we have a lot of fun with that. No, that sounds awesome. Uh, who's your favorite to go out with? To go out? Um, probably Allie. Allie's just a fun time. I can imagine. Um, who's got the messiest tennis bag? The messiest tennis bag? Um, probably Anna. <laughs> All right. And this is not to imply that any of your teammates are hooks, but the teammate in practice most likely to hook you to try and get under your skin. Allie. <laughs> Just for sure? Just the one most likely to try to get under my skin. <laughs> no matter how she has to do it. Yeah, uh, no, that's really funny. I'm glad to hear it. Well, what about, uh, let's let's do some other Alexa Graham-related ones for you. Uh, your favorite city in the world? New York City. Oh, of course, that was an easy one. Your go-to meal? Ooh, chicken parm. Any cooking done during this quarantine period? Um, you know, I've tried some basic stuff, but I'm not a very big cook, nor am I a good cook. So I've, like, made a cheeseburger. <laughs> But I don't really cook that much. <laughs> no, I, I like I can't eat eggs anymore. That's my one move. You made too many. <laughs> I, it's just like, what am I supposed to do now? It's yeah. three straight weeks. A lot of smoothies. Me and my mom have been trying all different like formations of smoothies. So we're making a lot of smoothies in my house. Yeah, no, that sounds again. I'm in. I'm in on that idea. Are we talking? I, I see. My problem is, I if I brought out the fruit, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to throw some ice cream in here too, and then it just <laughs> goes off the rails. No, no ice cream, but we'll buy, like, just bags and bags of frozen fruit. We have fresh fruit, so we'll put, like, some frozen raspberries or blackberries to make it cold, and then we put, like, a fresh banana and orange. They're actually tasting pretty good. 
Yeah, I feel like the orange is the most underrated fruit. It's oh, so yeah. versatile. Yeah, it's just a pain to peel. I hate peeling oranges. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> and if there's seeds in the orange, that's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, spend the extra 30 cents, go seedless. Yeah. Uh, it just makes a little bit more sense. But um, Alexa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate that. I, again, congratulations to you on being named an All-American in singles and doubles. And seriously, you guys were off to such a special season, so it's going to be really exciting for all of us college tennis fans to get to see you all back in 2021. I hope you stay safe and healthy until, you know, whenever this ends. Of course. Thank you, Alex. I hope you stay safe too. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye. Hope you all enjoyed my conversation with UNC All-American Alexa Graham. Obviously, as a college tennis fan, it is outstanding to hear that her, Sarah McKenna, all going to come back for an additional season, finish the business they have left on the job. And it's great to hear in particular because they were really off to a special start to their 2020 season. And that UNC team is going to be dangerous come 2021 certainly maybe even more so than they were this year and that is a scary thought to think about for all of you college tennis fans out there Uh, it's all college tennis here on the cracked interviews podcast as of late and that's fantastic to hear because there's so many great uh, so many great players I should say participants so many great personalities and stories to share from the college tennis world if you like this interview you're definitely gonna like the interviews we did with Princeton's Brianna Schvetz with Texas's Elliot Spaziri, Virginia's Gianni Ross. We've also got a bunch of other college tennis interviews in the queue, so be on the lookout for them, I should say, on the Mini Break podcast. We also talked to now eight-time All-American Will Blumberg on his decision whether he plans to return for his senior season or turn pro. Uh, A lot of great conversations. You don't want to miss any of them, so be sure to go check out uh, those Cracked Interviews podcasts as well as the podcast we have done on the Mini Break pod on the GSP. We put a bow on the 2020 Division I men's college tennis season, talking about the All-Americans that were named, naming our ideal lineups, and of course giving our final top five rankings of the season. Matt Stokoyak, Chris Haliors, and myself on the most recent Great Shot podcast, so be sure to go check that out as well. And be sure to go check out our YouTube channel, because you don't want to miss our episodes of Overserve that we are firing in week in and week out, talking about all of the comedy on the professional tennis tour. You're also not going to want to miss our editions of CR Classics, where we look at some of the best matches in tennis history. You can see highlights of the matches we're discussing weaved in to our commentary if you go check out that video on YouTube. So, of course, be sure to like, rate, subscribe, view all of the podcasts, but go subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. And if you've missed any of our content, be sure to go to the website, CrackedRackets.com. Also, again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at CrackedRackets. You want to message me directly, it's at GreatShot pod shout out as always to the super producers max fligner and daniel westoff for the of an editing job that they do day in day out making all of our cracked rackets content possible shout out as well again to our friends at midwest sports go to midwestsports.com use our promo code cr15 it's your one-stop shop for all of your tennis shopping needs with that being said one more time huge thank you to our guests singles and doubles all-american during the 2020 season alexa graham for her for our super producers, Max Klingner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you all next time. Thanks, everyone.